Hello friends and welcome back to another Bible Lab video. Today we are unpacking and answering the question, what do we mean by worship? Before we dive in, let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather around your word. Thank you for its truth, for its relevance. Father, we desire to worship you with our hearts, our minds, with all of our lives. Help us to see through your word what that might look like today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is a big word, friends, this word worship. We use this word uh, frequently in our churches today. And as we've said before in this series, and we'll say again, words are important. So how we define and understand this word is really, really important. And it will really inform the way that we understand our lives and how they're oriented in relationship to God. So there's a lot of words that we use uh, in the same manner that we use the word worship. We hear uh, the use of words like praise. People say praise a lot, and sometimes they even combine the word praise and worship together. We hear and often think of worship associated with music. We may hear the word offering. Um, maybe you'll even hear the word from time to time, sacrifice. Uh, you could hear the word or the thought of <clears throat> a Sunday morning service, even, being worship. And all of these things, indeed, are part of worship. But worship is really so much more. When we are talking about worship, we really are talking about life. And this is so very, very important. And I believe that the Bible confirms this reality in its very first use of the word worship. So in all of the scriptures, if you want to find the very first use of this word, we have to go to the narrative of Abram. So here we are in Genesis chapter 22. And you know what Abram has been told to do. Abraham has been told to take his son to the top of this mountain and to lay him on the altar and offer him as a living sacrifice unto God. And so on their journey along the way, Genesis chapter 22 verse 5 Abraham's journeying to the altar and he gets to a point here in verse 5 where he says to his young men stay here with the donkey I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you and I think it's so vital that we see that this word worship is used in the context of Isaac's life. He is about to be literally delivered onto the altar. And the way that Abraham describes what he is about to do, this is something that is, is monumentally difficult. None of us could ever understand what this might actually feel like physically, realistically, to take your child, and to know that the Lord may ask you for his life, the emotions, 
the pain, the anguish that Abraham must have been experiencing. And yet the word he uses is worship. And it's a word that really means to be prostrate or to fall face down. And and is it really that hard for us to imagine that this is exactly what Abraham would be experiencing in that moment? When given this great task, where else could he go? Laying his son on the altar, gathering the sticks and the wood, preparing to make the sacrifice, the, the weight of what he was experiencing would have alone forced him to his knees, forced him to a position where he was prostrate. And so we're not just talking, friends, about praise when we talk about worship. We're, we're not just talking about music. There was no music involved in this worship. There, we're not just talking about Sunday morning services. Worship is life. We are talking about real life. And a full understanding of worship understands how it should inform and instruct everything in our lives. So as we move from this example in Genesis chapter 22, we look ahead to this passage in Romans 12, 1, which really presses our mind back towards this scene in Genesis 22. Does it not look at the words that Paul uses here? I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, we'll talk about that in a second, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And here, this word actually means service, uh, kind of like serving uh, a master in that regards. But again, it's the idea that this is about life. Everything we say everything we do. For believers in Christ, friends, we are always worshiping. We're either worshiping poorly or we're worshiping as God intends for us to worship. But look at what is to be our motivator. This is not on our own. We don't come up with this in our own mind, on our own strength. We don't have to try to figure out creative ways to worship and all, all of those things. No. All we need to do is set our mind on the mercies of God and to be motivated and compelled by those things, those mercies that he has given to us. And that they are abundant. And the Bible tells us that his mercies are new every morning. Book of Lamentations, chapter 3. It's a beautiful passage. Great is his faithfulness. And in view of all of that, in light of all we've been given to lay down our lives as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, spiritual worship. So friends, we're answering this question today. What do we mean by worship? And if we want to sum it up in a concise statement, I might add we're answering the question, how do we 
worship. What does it look like? We worship when we are compelled by the Spirit and motivated by the love of Jesus to continually, this is not a one-time thing, friends, this is continual, daily, moment by moment, offer our entire lives, thoughts, attitudes, and actions as living sacrifices, submitted unto God our Father for His will to be done in and through us. Friends, this is worship. This is every day, all day. And it should be our prayer that we are living in an atmosphere, an environment of worship that is honoring to God in every moment of our daily lives. Have a wonderful day in Jesus. And we'll see you next time. Take care.